0: Our God is a God of unending new beginnings. So take a deep breath. Let go of yesterday. It is gone. Embrace this day. It is God's gift to you. Lift up your hearts. And let's find God in this moment. I want to talk to you today about a very important distinction in the Bible and in life. Wanting versus liking. I'm so glad you've tuned into this. We're, we're walking through uh, what is sometimes called the fall of human beings in the third chapter of Genesis. And if you read through the passage, the first uh, five and a half verses are all about getting the woman and then the man to want to disobey God, to want to head into forbidden territory, to want to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the woman sees that the fruit was good for food and pleasing to the eye and desirable for gaining wisdom. We've talked about that trifecta before, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life, the temptations of Jesus. I am what I have. I am what I do. I am what other people think. All of those things are to get uh, the wanting dynamic ratcheted up. Now it's very interesting. Uh, It says the woman ate. She gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. Very little sad about the eating. And their response to that is not, man, this food is great. I'm so glad I did this. The result on the other side of the eating is very negative. They realize that they're naked. They're ashamed. They hide from God. They blame each other, people what they wanted was a really poor indicator of what they would actually like and value when they experience it. Now, there's a fascinating area of research over the last three decades or so. There is a researcher, Kent Barrage, and um, he was studying how motivation works. And one of the discoveries that he made, and this has been written about quite uh, broadly in the motivational system of human beings, is it turns out there's a big difference between our wanting system and our liking system. To want something is future-oriented. I don't have it yet, but I anticipate it. Wanting is about motivation. Therefore, I'm really motivated to pursue it. Liking, on the other hand, Is something that I have already attained or already achieved and I have experienced it and I'm evaluating, was it good or not? And it turns out that wanting and liking are actually based on two quite different systems in the reward system of the human brain. They're driven by significantly different neurochemicals, neurotransmitters. And one of the reasons that Barrys got pulled into this research was that they were uh, working with rats, which psychologists generally do. And one of Barrys's gifts was he's very good at interpreting rats' expressions to know what they like and what they don't like. And they would give rats this solution of like sugar water, and um, uh, he actually developed a lickometer to see how many times a little rat would lick its face, and that indicated how much it liked the sugar. They found this strange thing that uh, it was possible for them to diminish the dopamine in a rat's brain circuitry. And so what happened when they did that, dopamine is deeply a part of the wanting system. And so a rat ceased to want this sugary water. Now, when they tasted it when it was there and they were placed in it, Um, they would like it as much as ever. They would lick their little rat faces as much as they ever did. They still liked it, but they were no longer motivated to pursue it. And this was so true, their wanting for it was so diminished that they would starve themselves rather than make their way over to where that little sugary water was and drink it. And then Barry's wondered, I wonder if you could do the opposite, if you could make them want something that they don't even like. So they got this quinine solution that he could tell because he was the rat whisperer that those little rat faces, they didn't like it when they tasted it, but they poured more dopamine in them. And so that rats wanted it, but when they tasted it, they did not like it. So it is possible for us to want something. And then not to like it. The wanting system in animals is much more foundational. It's much more primitive. In in lots of different animals, they have a wanting system. They don't even have a liking system. The liking system is more fragile. It evolved later on. And it includes the capacity to evaluate so that as human beings, like for Adam or for Eve or for you or for me, we're able to step back after we've experienced something and say, not only did I enjoy it, but also was that good? Did it produce good? Am I glad that I did that? Is it resonant with my values and my conscience and so? Now, the way that temptation works is it will play on your wanting system. I want, I want, I want, I want, and separated from how will I evaluate this? Is this a good thing? I was thinking over the last couple of days about there's an old, old, old hymn. You might know it. May the mind of Christ our Savior live in me from day to day. And one of the lines in it is, may his beauty rest upon me as I seek the lost to win. And may they forget the channel seeing only him. And I was thinking, my wanting system doesn't say that at all. I want them to see the channel. The channel is me. I want them to pay attention to me. I want them to know. Keep tuning into this channel. Same bat time, same bat channel. But of course, that's a kind of an addiction, see? And I want to be recognized. I want to impress other people. I want their approval. I want this. But that always wears off. And it never lasts. And I never look back on it and say, oh, I'm growing as a person if I'm living to impress other people. I want it, but I don't like it. Addiction is that way. Folks that are in the grips of an addiction might be nicotine. They will often say when it gets to a certain point, I hate what this is doing to me, but I can't not want it. That's the cry of uh, Paul in the book of Romans. Now, this really remarkable. This is what C.S. Lewis writes in Screwtape Letters, this book about an older demon teaching a younger demon how to tempt people. Listen to this about want wanting and liking. He says, As people become more and more slaves to what they want, young Wormwood, you'll be gradually freed from the tiresome business of producing pleasures as temptation. Pleasure is something I like as the uneasiness and his reluctance to face it cut him off more and more from all real happiness, and as habit renders the pleasures of vanity and excitement and flippancy at once less pleasant and harder to forego. For that is what habit fortunately does to a pleasure. We like it less and less, but it's harder and harder and harder not to want it. It's amazing. Lewis wrote this almost a hundred years ago. You will find that anything, or nothing at all, is sufficient to attract his wandering attention. You no longer need a good book, which he really likes, to keep him from his prayers, or his work, or his sleep. You can make him waste his time, not only in conversation he enjoys with people whom he likes, but in conversations with those he cares nothing about, on subjects that bore him. You can make him do nothing at all for long periods of time. You can keep him up late at night, not roistering, not partying, but staring at a dead fire in a cold room. All the healthy and outgoing activities which we want him to avoid can be inhibited and nothing given in return. So that at last, he may say, as one of my own patients said on his arrival down here, I now see that I spent most of my life in doing neither what I ought nor what I liked. The Christians describe the enemy as one with whom nothing is strong. And nothing is very strong. This is temptation. This is the evil one. Strong enough to steal away a man's best years not in sweet sins, but in a dreary flickering of the mind over it knows not what and it knows not why, in the gratification of curiosity so feeble that the man is only half aware of them, in the drumming of fingers, in the kicking of heels, in whistling tunes that he does not like, or in the long dim labyrinth of reveries that have not even lust or ambition to give them a relish, but which Once chance association has started them, the creature is too weak and fuddled to shake off. All wanting, all wanting, endless craving. Without any liking, without any joy or deep enjoyment or satisfaction of values and meaning and goodness. So, so, so today, two questions. One is, what do I want? Just be aware of this. Don't be driven by it, but just be aware. What do I desire? The voice of temptation will always say, enthrone desire. What do I want? But then secondly, what would produce the most good in this situation? I was getting ready to tape this video, and my wife knocked on the door of my little office and said, could you do me a favor? Take about a half an hour, help somebody else. Did I want to do it? No, I didn't want to. I wanted to do what I wanted to do. Would it produce good? Oh, yeah. Does that mean I should always do whatever my wife wants me to do? Oh, yeah. I, I want to do the good. I want to do the good. We have been given the capacity to want, and that's a great thing. Wanting is a wonderful servant but a terrible master. We have also been given by God this desire, this capacity to evaluate, to decide what is congruent with joy and the good. So today, be aware of what do I want? Be devoted to what is the good. End of teaching. Beginning of your day with God. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tim. I'm a part of the team here at Become New. If you'd like to receive the emails that go along with each video, you can let us know at becomenew.com slash subscribe. Or if you'd like to receive a text alert whenever we release a new video, you can text the word become to the number 855-888-0444. If you have a prayer request, please let us know. You can text that request to that same number, 855-888-0444. There's a group of us who meet every day to pray over those requests. So we look forward to hearing from you.